Taylor, sorry, Dallas told my tail. We're going to give y'all the, the full government. It's a beautiful day in, in South Florida. It's just a little about around what, four, about 4.45 in the afternoon. And we're just about a couple of ways, a couple of hours away from what is considered Game 7. This is a special edition of the Mighty Sports Podcast. This is a Game 7 special edition. This is a part one of a part two series that we're about to lay down for you today. So I hope you're ready for this ride. Like I said, as you always know, as I do love my some South Florida weather, it is one of them beautiful days again. We're talking about 87 degrees, feeling like 90-something. We know what I say, regardless of the time and regardless of the weather, it's always a good time to talk to sports. So, let's start talking. Okay, so here it is. This is now officially what we've all really wanted. I know you've heard me say this before, and, and it is. It's the NBA Finals. It is the best team from the East versus the best team from the West. But not only that, it is the greatest player in the world. Remember, he said this. We have... Well, I'm going to take my talents to South Beach because I'm the best player in the world. I have a huge basketball IQ. Versus the greatest shooter of all time. Flamer! Mr. Chef Curry with the shot. We're talking about the best team ever. The Golden State Warriors and their 73 wins. Versus the land. get the king versus the golden child game seven NBA finals and it and and it, and it was dramatic and it's been dramatic game one starts off the splash brothers completely struggle don't know who the splash brothers are Listen, hopefully you've heard this by now, but we'll get you caught up just a little bit. That's Stephen Curry with the combination of Klay Thompson, the second greatest shooter of all time. <laughs> but the Splash Brothers struggled. But the Warriors bench came through in game one to help save this day. The bench shined for the Golden State Warriors. Steve Kerr broke his clipboard. Kyrie and LeBron both went for over 20. Final score that game, 104-89. to 89. Golden State takes care of game one. Nothing to panic about, nothing to worry about so far. It just looked ugly. Game two comes around. Kevin Love goes out. Concussed. Dre 
Draymond Green comes out of nowhere, starts raining down threes, drops 28 points on the Cavs. When I say he was raining down threes, he went 5 for 8 from the three-point line, which is just as much as the whole entire Cleveland Cavaliers team had. Not to mention, Stephen Curry goes off so much that he gets eye-fucked. When I mean eye-fucked, I mean completely, absolutely, 100% eye-fucked. By a fuck, by a scrumptious, 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 scrumptious. Golden State Warriors fan. We're gonna give a special my tea for that Warriors fan. My tea? She definitely gets one. If you did, you see her and the way that she looked with that straw. <laughs> oh man! So then, game three comes around. Game three comes around. Golden State, and we fly back to Cleveland. Even after game two, once again, still not worried. All Golden State has done so far is take care of business. As they, like I said, they going to Golden State now up 2-0. Game 3 comes around, Kyrie Irving goes off at 16 points. In the first quarter alone, yes, J.R. Smith puts up 20 in the whole game, not for the whole quarter, which is more points than J.R. Smith had put up in the last two games total. In the first quarter, in the first quarter alone, the Cleveland Cavaliers ended game ended the game three first quarter with a twenty point lead. I had a twenty point lead at some point in time in the first quarter. LeBron James gets an oop that he just straight hammers all over the one of them one of them thunderous LeBron James kind of kind of tomahawk side arm alley oop jams as the Golden State as, as the not Golden State but the Cleveland Cavaliers in game 3 finally found their pace they were clicking on all cylinders and it's what it's kind of what you expect as a team that's going that that is now down 2-0 when they finally come home the adrenaline is flowing the crowd is into it they're into it their their level of focus is at a peak that Golden State's may not be as they decide to as they come down just a little bit you know from their intensity level and and I don't know if I told you this if I told you this at the beginning of the show that but we are at the remote location in Multivest video games. As I said, the same Multivest video games that I told you is five minutes from Sun Life Stadium. The same Multivest video games that I tell you is five minutes from, from the Harley Davidson down here. The same, um, the same one that is five minutes from Tootsie Strip Club. The same one that's in the same plaza as the, nursery, the, the nurse's registry station. The same one that's of course, across the street from Cool J's. That multi-vest video game the multi-vest video games that listen any time of day that you come in I guarantee you they're gonna beat the game the prices and the trading value of GameStop I'm gonna tell you that hands down GameStop has nothing on their prices has nothing on their trading value so if you're wondering what all this music and all this hoopla is that you keep hearing in the back that's because oh it's already popping down here every the whole entire city the whole entire town listen even though LeBron James is not down here this is still a basketball area and they love themselves some basketball around this time so right now what you're hearing is all the Jamaicans and all the island folks right now lined up in the streets and they are just having themselves a nice little block party preparing for game seven as they drink their Heineken's and they start making curry chickens in, in, in their little grill I'm, I'm telling you things are, things are popping down here in South Florida it's just not in State just not in Cleveland. We're taking this day to celebrate. Game seven. Cause that's what that's what today is. There's nothing more to celebrate today than game seven. It's all about game seven and Juneteenth. Which I realized I had to teach some people, still some young black people, what Juneteenth was. 
if you're looking at me and you're wondering, oh, what is Juneteenth? Then, then maybe it's something that you should that you should look into too. Oh, while we are here, actually, you know what? We're gonna get to this later. We wanna make sure that we get in all the content of the show that we really wanna get into. So, game three ends, and Golden State is now up two to one. Game four comes. Game four comes. And Kevin Love finally returns from his concussion that he served in game two. So they also let you know that also in game three, that score ended in 120 to 190. That was a 30-point blowout. Game two was one, game two was 110 to 77 Golden State. So when I told you that you need to worry because these these games were weren't close in any way, shape, or form. These were blowouts after blowout. That 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 Cleveland felt that Cleveland suffered in games one and games two. Game three was a blowout the other way. Golden State just completely got their teeth knocked in. So game four kind of seemed interesting because Kevin Love was coming back. The, the Golden State War, the, the, the Golden State War, but the Cleveland Cavaliers never looked any better than they did in Game Three without Kevin Love. So it made us start wondering what to do with Kevin Love, because Kevin Love may be hindering them on offense or on defense, because he's not really able to guard the guys like Draymond Green, and he's able to be a stationary, a stationary offensive player, which I keep telling you is the worst thing to have when you're playing against a team like Golden State. You can't have stationary offensive players because that's where they got to hide their other bad defenders at. So game four, Kevin Love will come back. And for the most part, this is a very close game. When I say close, I mean as close as close can get. Where this, is, this game was tied 81 with 10 minutes and 30 seconds to go in the fourth quarter. Kyrie Irving makes a basket that puts them up 83 to 81. I believe they hit another free throw to go 84-81. And the next thing you know... That would have been the last time that I think Golden, that, that, that the Cleveland Cavaliers saw the lead. Golden State will eventually start going off to close out the fourth quarter. Stephen Curry will drop 38 points to lead to the routing of Golden to lead to the routing of the Cleveland Cavaliers. But that would not be the end of Game Four. Game Four would end in a way that. Would make you wonder. Oh, as we got, as we have callers coming in on the hotline. And in case you are wondering what the contents of that phone conversation was, we actually got some good news. Earlier today, we thought we lost a member of the family. We thought Fifi, the dog, ran away and was missing. Lady found her. Didn't know what to do. But we had the number on on about on the back of the collar. So they got they found the dog. Dogs returned home. So now I could buy this dog a new a, a new leash because the current leash that they have, I'm sorry, bro, sorry, bro, but the leash they have is, is freaking disgusting. Like I don't understand this leash. I don't understand this leash. It's just unsanitary. I'm throwing it away, and we're getting this dog a new leash. <laughs> so as I told you, like things are popping off in the background. I know you hear it. I know you. I, I know you hear. I, I know you hear this. I hear. You, I know you hear the music. I know you hear the people talking in the back. Like like all that's missing is the and it'll be a wrap. So here we come. Game four. Look, I said. Love comes back. Tied 81. Curry drops 38. Golden State goes off. 
LeBron James now, the end of the game in pure frustration, knocks down Draymond Green, looks at him on the ground, and then he decides to teabag Draymond. Straight up teabag him. Yes, folks, you know what a teabag is. I think I think most of us have, have been there or, have, or has that friend that has attempted to do that to us. Yes, LeBron James straight up teabag Draymond Green. And in regular fashion, with Draymond Green, did he not check them? Then he called him a bitch. And Klay Thompson called him a bitch, basically. And then the whole entire internet and the whole entire world called LeBron James a bitch. As game four now would we, be over, and now we would sit back and wait to hear what is going to happen with Draymond Green and if he's going to be suspended or not. For LeBron James enticing it. For John Brady's doing something that, that in, in, in any most cases, everybody considers disrespectful. If I step over you today, if you're laying on the floor doing anything on the floor and I just step over you, you're going to be like, bro, you couldn't say excuse me? Like, you will say that. I don't care if it's at home. I don't care if it's in public. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care if it's on the football field, the basketball field. Any place somebody steps over you, you looking at them sideways like, yo, you couldn't say excuse me or walk around? Like, like it's just if they had room to walk around you, like, yo, you couldn't walk around me? Like, we've all had that as a kid. We've all grew up with this. So when LeBron did that, LeBron James looks down at him and, and, and does that, and then, and then gets mad when, 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 when he gets called a bitch, and hey, that's LeBron James being his super sensitive self. Like, I swear to God, like, hey, I'm a cancer, and as soon as I swear to God, LeBron James is a cancer. I'm not that sensitive, but I know cancers that are that sensitive. <laughs> you guys know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about, sensitive cancers. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I'll see you during the birthday. <laughs> so then game five starts, comes around, and the conspiracy theory starts. Because Draymond Green is now ruled out. His, what was called a double foul on the floor, gets upgraded. Not to a technical foul, but it gets, it gets, it gets upgraded to a flagrant two something of that nature that gets Draymond Green kicked out for that game and as Draymond Green is out and Draymond Green has been that been been one of those big able bodies that's been able to help contain LeBron James a little some aggravate him if you really want to call it that Le but LeBron James flat out goes and shows everybody who's a bitch as he drops 40 on them but not only he drops 40, his sidekick drops 40 as they, as they hop into the 40-40 club. And listen, this was another game that for the most part was kind of was kind of close to a four. Kind of close. But Cleveland takes this game. Cleveland takes game five, 112 to 97 in Golden State. As now Andrew Bogut goes down. And we prepare for game six. After these commercial after this commercial break, we are gonna come back and we're gonna talk more game six and our predictions for game seven. Tired of being ripped off by those other guys, then head down to Multivest Games and get the value you deserve. Multivest. Find them at 830 <laughs> Located just five minutes from Tootsie's and Sun Life Stadium in the plaza across from Snappers. Multivest Games. Save more, play more. So, we are back. Thank you for listening to the Mighty Sports Podcast. As I keep telling you, this is a special edition for the Game 7 NBA Finals that we are going to witness today. You should still be listening on 
either SoundCloud or on TuneIn Radio. Mighty Sports, everywhere you want to be. Covered all sports, all topics, nothing is off limits. But we try to we try to keep it in sports. Game six, folks. Game six comes around. And this next piece of audio is, is, is strictly for one person and one person only. You're gonna know who you are as soon as I play this audio. But I'm not gonna say this. I'm gonna let them say this. LeBron James and the Cavaliers looking to become just the third team in the history of the NBA Finals to rally from a 3-1 deficit and force a game seven in the finals. Kevin Love giving... In case you didn't hear, I'm going to play it one more time. LeBron James and the Cavaliers looking to become just the third team in the history of the NBA Finals to rally from a 3-1 deficit and force a game seven in the finals. Kevin Love... Kevin Love. Do we want to start with Kevin Love? No. But we're going to start with, with that last statement you said. Game six comes around. And the Cleveland, LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers are trying to be the third team in NBA history to force the game seven. Just to force the game seven. Or come back from a 3-1 deficit, as, as we would like to say. And this game, this, this game started out, like I said, with his obstacles. Andrew Bogut is out from game five with a knee injury. So he's not playing the rest of these finals. Which automatically brings me to the thing that I'm, brings me to the fear that Golden State Warriors are gonna play super small ball. Draymond, Andre, Barnes, Clay, and Curry. And while I believe that this has been, and while this has been one of their most lucrative lineups, it's not the line that they generally start the game with. And if you saw what happened in game five, when LeBron James just figured he can bully his way into the paint and not have to worry about, then I have to worry about secondary defenders or even initial defender, really. You saw how badly they, they worked the paint on you. So not starting a center in this game, I thought automatically was going to be the Golden State Warriors downfall. That did not go, my my, my hopes of, of, of Golden State winning did not get any better as we watch as Andre Ingadala is suffering with a bad back throughout the rest of that, for the whole entire game. Just looking as stiff as a board in molasses, seriously. Like you couldn't stir him, you couldn't move him. If you if you tried to, if you tried to bend him, he would break. He wouldn't even, like he, he's not gonna flap in the wind. This dude was a shell of himself. And LeBron James saw it. And LeBron James saw that there was no bogey and that Angeline Nadala was suffering from a bad back and they attacked and they attacked and they attacked. But not only did they attack there, in game five and game, in game six, the, goal, um, the Cleveland Cavaliers did something, did something that I mentioned that Oklahoma City needed to do. And what they did is that they found ways to attack Stephen Curry. That they made Stephen Curry defend. That every time they came off the pick and roll and Stephen Curry was on the man, that's the man that they was attacking. If they found Stephen Curry in the post, that's the man they was attacking. They forced, they forced him, forced him, forced him. And Stephen Curry consistently throughout this game was just picking up foul after foul after foul. And listen, while I know and people are going to say, if you review these fouls, it really only looks like he should have only gained three fouls. But guess what? He was charged with six. Yes, Stephen Curry fouls out of the game six. But before we get there... Golden State Warriors were down by 20 points early. Yeah, this is foreshadowing for you guys. So, Golden State Warriors is down by 20 points early. Early! The Cleveland Cavaliers led this game from wire to wire. Remember I told you that, that, that Stephen Curry got fouled out? 
Stephen Curry got fouled to the point where he was just flat out frustrated. Completely frustrated. As he gets his sixth foul, LeBron James drops another 40. And at one point in time in this game, LeBron James scores 18 straight points for the Cavs. 18 straight points for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I know you I know I know for some of you guys you're wondering, huh? This kind of sounds familiar. I feel like I've heard this before. LeBron James just going off on it. Yes. It was Cleveland versus Detroit when he went to his first NBA Finals. LeBron James drops another 40 on them this game. Curry is frustrated to the point where he gets ejected. Well, he was already being kicked out of the game. But he gets himself ejected from the game. Because he gets mad that he, that he gets called for a foul. Tells the ref that it's BS several times at a very loud toad, point, point blank range. And then throws his mouthpiece that cripples a fan. And then his wife tweets that the, that the game is rigged. The Cleveland Cavaliers came away with a 115-101 victory in the land. And this now prepares us for game seven. It is not gonna take you very long to, for me to let you know where I'm going with this one. This is probably gonna be, this, this is honestly, and, and, this, and, this, and, this, and this is from the heart. This is, this is not like last year when I did it in a mocking sense. And there goes your answer already. This isn't like last year, I did this in a mocking sense. This is this year. And after the Game 6 interview, I saw a LeBron James that I've never seen before. And, 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 I, and I don't know what it was. He, he, it wasn't just like being, it's, it's not just being, being tapped in or being wired or, or, being, or, be, or being involved. He had, a, he had an anxiousness about him. Like, like, did you see it? Like, he had a wireness about him. Like, like it was crackheadish, but, but I, but I know the look, and, 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 I, and I recognize that feeling. Like, he, like he, he was holy crap. When I tell you, I have goosebumps right now, thinking about how the, the way I saw LeBron James at the end of that. Look at that game six interview again. Look at that game six interview at the end of the game interview. Look at that body motion. Look, look at him. Look at his reflexes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Because, because I was mimicking his head motion, and I can't mimic his head motion without stuttering because that's what he was looking like. <laughs> Going to keys to the game. I mean, if you want them, I guess we could give them to you. So. Game seven comes around now. We're finally caught up. We're tied 3-3. Golden State Warriors are attempting to be back-to-back -back champions to, to, to validate their championship run from last year. As everybody said that they didn't face any, any like every competition they faced last year, everybody was injured. Patrick Beverly, Kyrie Irving, Michael Conley, you name it, Tony Parker, you name it, they said they were injured and, and it helped them get over the hump. Now Golden State is going into the finals this year with their own set of injuries. Stephen Curry had to sit down basically the whole, basically the whole first series against Houston. We forget about that. Elbow and knee. Andre Iguodala now with a back. 
Draymond Green gets suspended for a game. Andrew Bogut is out with a knee. As now Golden State has now faced their own set of obstacles going into as it seems like Cleveland has now had the clear path that Golden State had last year. Running over teams, running over teams, but not running over teams because they were injured, running over teams because there was lesser competition. And we get here, game seven. No bogut is probably the biggest thing I'm worried about. Because to set the pace and the tone of the game, I believe that Golden State Golden State needs a big man in there. And they need a big man in there because the tone that they need to set is on the defensive end. If they allow LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers to live in the goddamn paint like they were hobos at freaking off at, at Home Depot, then Golden State is going to sit back and watch as Cleveland does to them what they did to Cleveland last year and celebrate on their home court. Golden State has to start a big man. They have to set a defensive tone. They have to set a defensive tone. Yes, they are the, the, they are the best offensive team we have met, may have ever seen. But because their offense is so dynamic, we have overlooked their defense. And I think that because their offense is so dynamic, I think they have overlooked their defense in a sense. Golden State wants to be victory and wants to be solidified and wants to be validated, as they said, because they're the ones that said it. I mean, even we said it too. Some analysts, an analyst said it, but they took it on. See, people can say whatever they want until you take take that 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 burden onto yourself. Nobody really gives a shit. It's just narrative. LeBron James was called the best player coming into the league. It wasn't until he called himself king and he told the world that he was. said that nobody was scrutinizing him to this extent for the Cleveland Cavaliers LeBron James is gonna have to be LeBron James as he always is let's not take that away LeBron James is gonna have to be the guy that has played that has put up the number that's put up 40 points in every single game seven that, that is averaging you know double digit rebounds that is almost averaging a triple double in game seven that lebron james is gonna have to come out lebron james has to be aggressive early lebron james cannot defer like lebron james is gonna have to set the pace for his team because they play off of his intensity his focus his defense his offense if he's timid they're timid Kyrie Irving is going to have to keep doing what he's doing and keep showing that, listen, I can ball with Stephen Curry. And you know what? Stephen Curry can't guard me. Somebody asked me the other day if I thought that Stephen Curry was the best point guard in the league. And, or if I thought he was the best player, best point guard in the league. And I can't remember which one it was. And I think it was best player. And I said, no, I said, I don't even think he's the best point guard in the league. He's the best shooter we've, we've, we've ever seen. Hands down, best player? No. Because of one simple fact. Listen. Everybody has a reason on why they can't be the best player ever, right? And there's still a reason why Kobe is the next. Is it has been the closest so far, because Kobe embodied it all. Embodied it all. The offense, the defense, the clutch, every single thing. The passing when necessary, the taking the shots when he needed to, finishing how he needed to. LeBron James didn't have the clutch gene. LeBron James didn't have really the jump shot like like those other guys did, and feared going to the line. Sorry, LeBron James, these are the things that are going to disqualify you. Stephen Curry, you can't guard the best point guards in the league. You can't, and you can't go, and, and listen, let's just put it this way. Let's just make it very, let's just make it a little bit more simpler. You can't guard your own position. You're six foot three and you can't guard your own position. 
Six foot three is the tall side for your position. You are considered one of the quickest guards in the league and you can't guard your own position. At least you can't guard the elite talent at your position. I love me some Stephen Curry. I don't want to hear about if he's the best player in the league because I, I'm, if I, I'm going to discredit him the same way I discredit LeBron James. I guess those are the two best players in the league currently. Two of the better players in the league. The best players in the league? No. I'm sorry. There's still a guy named Russell Westbrook that I'm still giving a heads up over that. I do apologize. Something about his intensity level, just like at what he does in his position. There's a shooting guard converted to point guard. So, with this podcast being a very special podcast, believe it or not, we're coming very close to the end of the show. So, my Game 7 prediction... It's the Cleveland Cavaliers, and they're going to take this game. And they're going to take about 12 points. Maybe 15. Maybe 9. Somewhere between 9 and 15 points is going to be this game. Like, for instance, if, if, if Cleveland wins, I believe it's going to be a much closer game. If Golden State wins, I believe it's going to be a blowout. <laughs> but say later on today, tonight, somebody will be having... So the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to fly into Golden State and wonder. Warriors come out to play. And we're going to see if the Warriors can answer that bell. Cleveland takes this game. I saw a look at LeBron James, the way he did that post-game interview, and the way they played these last two games, that says that they figured out how to take how, how, how to take the heart out of Golden State early. And if they can figure out what they, and if they continue to do what they get in game five and game six, then guess what? LeBron James is gonna change the whole complete narrative of his legacy. Even coming out of Molly Mouth. Before we go. Before we go, I do want to take this moment and say I want to give a special, 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 special. How do we say? How do we say this? Uh, I don't know. See, I don't. I, I guess I just have to say it exactly how, how how you have to say it because I can't say it without giving it away. So I guess instead of giving it away, let's just. I want to say happy birthday to two of my dear friends. One I've known since, since I've been in the military and is now going on. Let me see, since I got to Germany in 2001. So we're talking about now a friend of now 15 years, Rachel Perry, happy birthday. Now Rachel Hollis, happy birthday. So love seeing you and your boy interact. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Put a smile on my face. And to my homegirl, Natalie Cologne. I've known her now coming on 10 years this July. Another one of my dear friends in the world, holy crap. 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, I can, I, the stories could go on forever, but I just want to tell you both happy birthday. So we will continue with that. Hope you're enjoying this. We're doing no show closing. This is how we're closing the show out today. Thank you guys for listening to My T Sports Podcast. You can find me on TuneIn Radio or on SoundCloud. My T Sports. Facebook. WordPress. Now back to the tunes. Stop. I got two birthday so I'm doing two birthday songs. <laughs> ha! Get me up, get in and get in the rough. You can find me in the club, bottle full of 
full above my mind, got what you need If you need to feel the bars I'm in the having sex, I ain't in the making love So come give me a hug, you get in the getting rough When I pull up out front, you see the Benz on duck When I roll 20 deep, it's always drama in the club Now that I roll with Dre, everybody show me love When you sell like Eminem, you get plenty of groupie love Look homie, ain't nothing changed, roll down, G's up I see exhibit in the cutting, man Bro, you watch how I move from the state before I play up here Been hit with a few but now I don't walk with a limp In the hood and the lady saying 50 you hot They like me, I want them to love me like they love pop But I live in New York for sure to tell you I'm local The plan is to put the rack game in the choke on full of focus, man My money on my mind, got a meal out the deal and I'm still in the grind That shorty says she feelin' my staff, she feelin' my flow A girl from Woody, they die and they ready to go I'm getting close, bottle full of bug My mind got what you need, if you need to feel the buzz I'm in the habit sex, I ain't in the making love so come give me a hug, you get in the getting rough You can find me in the club, bottle full of bug Mama, I got what you need, you need to feel the buzz I'm in the having sex, I ain't in the making love So come give me a hug, you get in the getting rough My flow, my show brought me to go That brought me all my fancy things My crib, my cars, my clothes, my shoes Look on me, I done came up and I ain't changing You should love it, way more than you hate it Oh, you mad? I thought that you'd be happy I made it I'm the cat by the bar, toasting to the good life Moved out the hood, now you tryna pull me back, guys My junk get the bumpin' in the club It's on, I'm with my eyes and chicks If she smiles, she gone Hit the roof on fire, man Just let it burn up the tongue and about money Homie, I ain't concerned I'ma tell you what banks for me Cause go ahead, switch the style up And if they hate, then let them hate them Watch the money pile up And we can go upside the head with a bottle of bug Come on, they know where we be You can find me in the club Bottle full of bug Mama, I got what you need You need to feel the bars I'm in the having sex I ain't in the making love So come give me a hug You in the getting rough You can find me in the club Bottle full of bug Mama, I got what you need You need to feel the bars I'm in the having sex I ain't in the making love so come give me a hug, you get in the getting rough <laughs> Don't try to act like you don't know who we be, neither We in the club all the time, so pop, pop on Shady Aftermath <laughs> Thank you guys again for listening to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I can tell you again where to find me at, to be repetitive. I cannot, but I think I'm going to be a little repetitive. Hey, you can't say it too many times. Find me on SoundCloud, Mighty Sports. You can find me on TuneIn Radio, Mighty Sports. You can find me on Instagram. No, actually, you can't find me on Instagram, but you can find me on Facebook. Oh! Sorry. We are not going there at all. You can find you can find me on Instagram, Mighty Sports. You can find me on no, did I say Instagram? No, 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 no Instagram. Find me on Facebook. Find me on Twitter, Mighty Sports. Delivering you sports wherever you want to be. Ha, Toma.